Our podcast might contain some strong language. This is the red carpet treatment brought to you by the Brit Awards with MasterCard and I am Jordan Stevens. Do you want to know what I love about red carpets? That on red carpets you can just start rumours, tell stories, gossip, bump into somebody that you wouldn't usually bump into. One time I stalled on a red carpet and chatted to Will Smith who is my real dad. So that was good to finally be reunited. This podcast is a little slice of that. Over eight episodes, I'm chatting to some brilliant guests about their lives and music. This is going to be good. So roll out that red carpet. Olivia Dean is my guest today. Olivia's just released her debut album, Messy, which we're going to be talking about. She also went to Brit School, which I went to. For all the instant haters that hear Brit School and get funny about it, it's free, all right? You've got to audition and you get in. No one's getting paid. There's no fast track into fame. We all just happen to be really creative and chill, all right? That's what it is. There's zero tolerance of any madness in Brit. That's why I think people come out of that college and do well. Olivia is another example of that. I absolutely love this debut album. We will definitely be discussing it, what songs are her favorite, how she's got here, working with Rudimental, all of that. Also, she's from Guyana, which I'm buzzing about. I'm from Guyana too, that's why. Have you ever wondered what it's like to perform at a prawn restaurant? Or be touted as the next big thing by Sir Elton John? Well, today's guest has been there, done that, and got the sandwiches. It's Olivia Dean. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. I've got two dogs here. I met them just now. Spike and Mimi. Gorgeous. Yeah, they're chill. I mean, Spike's, I feel like Spike's got your vibe. Very much so. Yeah. We bonded, I feel. Calm, chilling. Mimi, haven't broken through yet. Hope to. Yeah, you will. Quick one. Do you like prawns? I do like prawns. You Only do? recently, though, I was very anti seafood for a long time. Because of the vibe of them. Of the vibe of the seafood. Yeah, I just was like, eh, from the sea. What is a seafood vibe? I don't know. Just like. I don't really like the ocean. I'm afraid of the ocean. You don't like the ocean? No, I can't swim that well. I'm sort of scared of water, big bodies of water. So I think that- Based off of an experience or just the insignificance of, of humans? Yeah, basically in, in that. Yeah. What I think is that like, for example, with running or yeah. the other sports like that, if you want to stop running, yeah. you can just stop. You can do it. Swimming, you can't. You can float. Can you? For how long? Only one way to find yeah. out. No. Uh, I don't know actually because I get. Do you know what I mean? Though you can't stop. I do understand what you mean. I mean, maybe just don't be in like the big ocean anyway. You never find me. But there. you can do little bits of snorkeling. Little bits. I tell you what, snorkeling is wild. It's good because in the surface you think there's nothing there, and then boom, wild. Someone Nemo. described it as like turning on a TV channel that you've never seen before. Like the first time you go snorkeling, it's like whoa! I didn't know I could see that. And you're scared of that. Sometimes. But now you like eating prawns. Yes. You like the crustaceans? Yeah, love them. Oh, vibes. Yeah. Do you have a thing that you watch in the day where you're like just zoning out, like a, like a particular genre of video? Mm, I feel like I'm going to expose myself now. I like to watch 40 minute videos where people will be like, here's everything I've ever knitted. And really? it'll be like bags. Serious? Scrunchies. Do you watch The Diver Tom? Oh, he, Tom he, Daly. He knits. He does knit, yeah. Yep. He sort of brought knitting back into the cool mainstream. Are you going to knit? I knit. You do knit? Often. What's the biggest thing you've knitted? scarves really i just do scarves because you can just start and then you just keep going and then you stop can you do cardigans i haven't can got i commission into you to do a cardigan maybe really what kind of cardi i'm thinking ocean colored mm. <laughs> maybe a prawn on as a decorate no i don't know if i can do that 
I watch videos of dogs being rescued. Oh. I know. I can't stop. Emotional. I, it is emotional, but I just feel Is like, it like when they're all matted and stuff and then they like shave up, them bro. and then they like yeah. rehome them? Yeah. You know, it's my version of Clueless. Okay. <laughs> Elton John. Mm. Do we have to say sir? I just called him Elts. No, I don't. <laughs> Do you call him Grandmaster Elts? No. Do you call him J. John? No, Gigi. I just said hello when I met him. I didn't call him anything. You're a big fan. I am a big fan. It's Elton John. He plays you on his rocket hour all the time. It says he's played you for the last two years. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Like one of my things that I did for myself, I went to the cinema by myself and I saw Rocket Man when it came out. Wow. Boom, fast forward, maybe two, three years down the line, I'm sat with him. There's not many higher cosigns you can have than Elton John. And he's a very kind man. He didn't really have to bother even mentioning me at all. Nah. The most important thing about Elton John is he's got a great taste in music. So it's actually really validating when he says that you're good. It's like a stamp of legitimacy. It is. If people say that I'm bad, I can say, Chat Elton John Elton. thinks I'm good. Also, Elton would actually spark them out. Yeah. You've seen he videos would. that he doesn't take any shit. <laughs> really? Nah, man. He used to fight paparazzi in that. Honestly, Elton John. He's got one rocket there, one rocket there. Pow, pow. <laughs> Co-sign from Elton John. Manifested that. Mm-hmm. Glastonbury. Manifested that. How long have you wanted to play Glastonbury? Like, officially since I was 17, but probably since I was eight, I've, in my mind, been like, I will play Glastonbury. Since eight? Yeah. I've been like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm have doing you, it. Had you been to Glastonbury before? I'd been once before the year before, right. but apart from that, just watched it on the telly. Oh, right. And every year been like, it's going to be me. Like, my time's coming. Serious. It's coming. And it happened. And it was the best moment of my life. What's going to top that? If I headline. When, when I headline. When you headline. Mm -hmm. The pyramid. Yeah. Or when I do like the legend slot. Arguably, that is the real headline slot. Sunday, the legend slot is a vibe. Yeah. I think Kylie. Wow. Diana. Padam. Padam. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Sorry, I came up a bit. That was intrusive thoughts, came straight out there. Did you go this year? I didn't go this year. Why? Forgot. Didn't fancy it. I actually forgot. <laughs> Whoops. But one of my managers went and said that you were his favorite act. It says here you've performed four times though. I have performed four times. So the year before I went as punter, wasn't supposed to play, managed to wang myself a little secret set. Sorry, sorry. You went there as a punter and blagged a set. Yes, I did. Do you know how many people want to do that? I did What did it. you do? <laughs> just jump on stage in between acts and just no, so, hit it. <laughs> go. Go. Yeah. No, so a friend of my manager's runs one of the stages. Stromerville stage. Elton John, <laughs> yeah. No, it was a Stromerville stage. It was like up in the trees. Stromerville, I know Kind of one. like, yeah. So went up there, did a little acoustic set. It was great. And then this year I played three times. So I did Secret Set of the Rabbit Hole on Friday. You did the Rabbit Hole. Yeah, like Dream. quarter to midnight. Yeah. Great vibe. Then Saturday we did Lonely Hearts Club. The yeah. Red Arrows flew over. That's the set no where I way. was balling up. Days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was crying big time. And then on the Sunday we did Stromerville again as like a nice full circle moment. Whoa. You know? Yeah. And then I met Elton John. Whoa. The Lonely Hearts one. Yeah. It's a nice stage, actually, especially if you get a crowd it's there. It's lovely, and we had the horn section with us, and oh. we had the screens. That's how you know when you've made it, when you get screens. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? When it's like, oh, you guys can see my face close up. You've got screens. Yeah. People can kind of vaguely remember seeing the screen, even if they haven't slept in exactly. 72 hours. Exactly. We've actually got quite a lot in common. Yes. My name's Olivia. Same. Went to Brit. We did. But when were you there? A while before me? Excuse me, what are you insinuating? <laughs> what year did you graduate? I think I graduated like seven years ago now. Right, exactly. Same. Yeah, no. Uh, I was there a little bit before you. Okay. Did you like it? 
I love Brit. Same. I think Brit gets a weird rap. Sometimes I speak to people about it and they have like a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're like, oh, you're one of them. Do you know why? But it is a free school. Do you know in why? Poland. But do you know why they do that? Why? Musical theatre. I was in musical theatre. Oh. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. You were, I hated you, Slot. I was in there. I was there for two years and then I was like, okay, this is not me. I'm in music now. You switched it up. I switched it up, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, you betrayed them. That's fine. I did betray them, but I, w I will say in defense of musical theater. There's nothing you can say. Yes, there is. Okay, go on. Listen, I was a very shy child. Yeah. Closed, shy, okay. wanted to sing, wanted to like be a part of it, uh -huh. but couldn't even tell my own stories. You so couldn't, someone said you couldn't find your voice. Musical theater gave me my voice. voice. It allowed me to sing other people's so, stories so and then gave me the confidence to then transition into my own stories, you know? You owe your confidence purely to musical theater. I would say so, yeah. Well, I mean, when I went there, the musical theatre would literally sing during fire drills. So. No, but that wasn't me, though. Like, Had you guys chilled out by then? Yeah. We actually got a formal warning at one point for insulting musical theatre. For bullying so them, much. yeah. I wasn't bullying, you know, telling someone to shut up during a fire drill. You know what I'll say about musical theatre, though? Go on. In defence, again, Please. part two. If you love musical theatre, like, you really love music, because they're not getting, you know, paid as much as they should be for what they're doing. Acting, singing, and dancing. Triple threats. You know what I realise as well when I say this because my girlfriend knows musical theatre. Mm -hmm. I actually do low key know loads of musicals. West Side Story. Brilliant. I love it. Great. Yeah, there we are. See. Yeah. That's my middle ground. Okay. South Pacific. Okay, haven't seen that one. Happy talky talky, happy talk. Talk about things you like to do. Oh yes. You got of, to yeah. have a dream. <laughs> if you don't have a dream, no. Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I love musicals. We need to cut this out. What the. F After this, you did backing vocals for Rudimental. Rudimental. How was that? Kind of amazing, to be honest. Like I came out of college and I was like, I want to do singing in yeah. the real world. Yeah. And then I met my manager at my end of school showcase and she happened to be doing day to day for Rudimental at the time. And she was like, do you want to audition for it? And I was like, probably won't get it. Or I don't even know if I'm good enough to be a backing vocalist. I'm not that good at doing harmonies, but I was like, I can't turn it down if I haven't got it. Yeah. So I might as well audition. It. Yeah, it's just no, no, there's nothing to lose, yeah, literally. Nothing. Right. So then I got it. And then so I went straight from being in Brit to doing like tours with them. This time I'll never be stronger. Yeah, running around on that stage, 17 year old me, like, what the hell 17. is going on? Yeah. I mean, those boys know how to party as well. Yeah. I mean, you did the back in singing. Mm -hmm. You're with the Rudy boys. They're yeah. all vibes, Woo! pure vibes. There's like 12 people on stage. Woo, yeah. And am I right in thinking though, at a certain point, you've gone, Backing vocals, come on. <laughs> Everybody says that, like... Mm. I imagine this, yeah. I imagine you're doing a, one of these festivals in, like, Holland or something, right? And I just and run like to the front. Thousands of people, and they're just... And you're like, this time I know I'll be stronger. Um, and then you just look at... And just drop the mic and just walk off. Yeah, I'm not doing you it. You literally just drop it and just leave. Get on a private jet <laughs> to the studio and make your album. No, that was not what happened. Okay, what happened? I was just like actually very self-aware enough to think that I'm actually not a good backing singer. Sometimes it's I would harmonies. just sing the tune. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Or sometimes like there's actually live lounge footage when we did live lounge. I'm actually not even singing. Like the mic is here, but I'm just playing the shaker because- You can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. I just wasn't doing as good a job as I could have been. And I just thought that- You played shaker in rudimental. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love nice. the shaker. Shaker's really hard. So I just thought, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna pack it in now. I'm gonna try and do my own thing. Yeah. So I said, thank you so much, guys. But I'm gonna try and see what I can do over here. Did they notice when you went? No, maybe they didn't. I'm gone, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think maybe they did. I don't know. Before writing for your debut album, you worked with Loyal. And what was it like working with them? Did you learn anything? 
Very good. I think it came at a very good time for me because I was sort of like in the finishing, I would say 30% of finishing my album, which was a scary time because I was like then thinking, have I made a shit album? Have I made a good one? But I remember having a conversation with him and Quez who's in the studio and they were like, you should just make what you like, mm. which sounds very simple. But sometimes when you're lost in the source, you start making stuff for everybody but yourself. Uh, listen everybody but yourself literally the worst music of my life yeah just like vague material that means nothing you're actually triggering me it's really can you stop sorry but I, I feel like I've reached such a point of clarity with music now where I was like if it's pleasing to my own ear then it's good and if it's not then it's not simple as that your debut album Messy phenomenal thank you I really like it thank you but I'm trying to play it down and cool so okay. that everyone, I don't know if you're on here, has like a balanced. Okay. So for the sake of this interview. It's fine. It's a good album. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favourite track off the album? I like them all for different reasons. They all bring different sorts of joy to my life. I think Carmen, the last track. Okay. Carmen is legitimately my favourite song, I think. Just because like Thank our grandmothers you. mean so much. So much. Like I just really felt when I was making the album, especially that song, which felt very selfish to make at the time because I was like in that whole kind of world of thought of like making music for other people. I was like, this feels so specifically for me. Like I'm right. just making this purely because I want her to have some form of legacy yeah. and like for her to be celebrated and also for there to be some positivity in the conversation around the wind rush. Yeah. Because at the time it was like, she was like, oh my God, like, where's my passport? Like, they're going to they're get rid of me. Like, and Yo. there was all that scandal that was happening. And yeah. I was like, why is there so much negative language out the country. around the Windrush generation? Insane. Like, can there be some joy? Insane. Question mark. So I'm really proud of that song. You should be. I honestly think it's phenomenal. And um, yeah, I, Windrush aside, just also just the grandmother role. Mm. I mean, I never got to meet my grandfather, so I'm sure it's the same. Mm -hmm. But is that like an underrated role in society? Do you know what I mean? Listen, like queen of the family, yo. holding it down. Like, I feel that's when you're most chill as a kid. Yeah. Like your grands. Chilling. You know we used mean? to share a room together. So we would do up Bible word search together. Bible word search? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is this? A church game? Yeah, this? it's just like word search books, you know, when you're like... But Bible related. But just Bible looking for words. Jesus. Yeah. You were literally searching for Jesus. Yeah. Um, are you still... Do you still go to church? Searching for Jesus. Yeah, he's still trying to find I'm him. Did you find him? I'm personally not like an ex religious person. Right. But Did your gran ever give you like uh, treats? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's what gran's doing. They just sneak treats. Yeah, she's not really that kind of granny. She didn't just like feed you sugar. No, she's not like less like, oh, I'll make you a cup of tea and more like make her some tea. Kind of granny. Oh, she, oh, right. Yeah, those vibes, yeah. Uh, and would she like spit it out? She's disappointed. <laughs> no, not like that, but she's just very strong woman. Oh, man. Yeah. Legend. Do you know I'm Guyanese? R really? I, honest, listen, Sorry. I'm Guyanese. <laughs> Loud in the mouth. I'm Guyanese and my grandmother. Have I you been there? Yeah. Really? I've, I've only never been, been once. There. you never been? Never been there. Me, you and Loyal, the Guyanese wow. supergroup. Exactly. That's crazy. It's, you know what? Guyanese people slightly be slaying. I actually tried to Google to see if me and Loyal actually were related. Really? Maybe yeah. we're related. Maybe we are. That's mad. Know. Probably not. <laughs> wow, so you've been there. What's it like? I drove through the Amazon for 14 hours. Really? Yeah, I went from Georgetown almost to Brazil. Wow. Yeah, it was actually terrifying. Really? <laughs> also, when we got picked up from the airport, the cab driver went, I can't even do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys come from the UK. And I was like, yeah, he's like, two tourists just got killed here. Like, see, they <laughs> found two Brits digged up in someone's yard or whatever. I was just like, really? Maybe don't tell me 
two Brits now. were murdered. Literally within 10 minutes of me Here we are, two Brits, yeah. Yeah, album cover. Yes. Were you like, what's the vibes? Basically, yeah. People always want there to be a really interesting story behind it. But the story and is... yours is that... That we did a whole other shoot and like had these like sculptures commissioned. And, and it was like this whole conceptual thing. And I was like, I don't want it. I yeah. just wanted it to be a picture of my face. So that is a picture from a two years ago. Yeah, blurry one from two Could years ago. Could have at least had it in focus. It used to be in black and white though, so I did put it in colour. I do like the colour. Thank you. I'm glad you changed your mind on that. Yeah. Black and white and blurry, like what's no. the point? No, but sometimes I think it's just got to be a picture of my face. Let's it. not make it more complicated than it needs to be. Sometimes you have to establish that with an album of that. It's me. Yeah, man. I'm actually glad you made that choice. I've done that before. Thank you. Um, what made a wrong album cover choice or made a right one? Back in the day, Rizzo kicked did a second album cover shoot with an incredibly talented photographer called mm -hmm. Dexter Navy. Mm -hmm. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented. Like, phenomenal. This is pre-ASAP Rocky. Vibe. Wow. So you were really thinking so we were the ahead of the curve. Yeah. And then what I did was I went out one night, someone took a random photo of us. On and the bikes. Yes. And I said, I want that to be album cover instead. <laughs> and I... Deeply, deeply regret the decision. Oh, really? Yeah, it was difficult to blow up and put on a poster because it was some random bloke's photo. Okay. Dexter Navy became one of the biggest directors in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Roaring Twenties, cop that. I liked that album. I will have to say, also, side note, I'm a really big Rizzle Kicks Stop. fan. Yeah. Like when I was younger, like you guys were kind of the only people okay, no, that I've were heard. like in the public eye that I felt I looked whispers. like me. And I really was like, yeah, it meant a lot, you guys. Olivia. No, you're actually making me buzz. I heard whispers that you did like. Really How did you? Who these? Who did these whispers come from? Uh, well, your uncle, I think. My uncle. Cousin. My cousin Ashley. Yeah. Do you know Ashley? Yeah, I went to gym with him once. <laughs> and, and he's he gone. Baited me out. He said it and I was like, no way, I've hung out of her. I've gone to see Celeste with her. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, she likes Rizzle Kicks. I was like... I, I do like Rizzle Kicks. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Do you hate the second album cover? No, not at all. I liked it. Did you like it? Yeah. Well, then that's a win. There we go. Yo, repping for the for the mixed race shoot then. Yeah. And you know, like, there weren't even duos then, really. That's no, a mad one. You guys like, invented the duo. We invent <laughs> <laughs> well, we mostly got compared to Ant and Deck because that, that was what people were working with. PJ and Duncan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, where are they going to go to? In fact, it was like PJ and Duncan. I think I got Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. What? And also, you know, I just want to send a formal apology to all mixed race people, especially in boys with high top fades. For being the representative. I used to get the maddest tweets, Olivia. Really? I used to see a tweet going, oh my God, just saw you driving through Luton. It's not me. So I couldn't even drive. Oh God. Just a mixed race person. It's bad. So if you are a fan of Rizzle Kicks, I've got questions for you. <sighs> okay, but I'll do my best. Rizzle me this. I didn't, I didn't come up with that. <laughs> Do you think it's good? It's good. Rizzle me this. I can hear a producer just laughing. Yeah. Where did the name Rizzle Kicks come from? I don't know the answer. What? <laughs> I don't know the answer. Why not? I can't remember. What's the answer? When I was a kid, like someone at my football school would tease me saying that I was in the Green Rizzler crew at school. Okay. I don't even know why. That's quite funny. Right, so then they called me Green Rizzler just because it annoyed me. Okay. And then I actually was called Rizzler at school at the age of 13. Okay. 12. I didn't even smoke. Okay. And then I added kicks because I like football. <laughs> Rizzle kicks. That's it really. But because it's something crazy, I like, I got abducted by aliens and it was the name of their breakfast cereal. Okay. I like that too. What year did our debut album Stereotypical come out? This is a crazy quiz. That's literally like, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite a normal question, Olivia. F***ing guess then. 2000? Oh my God, yeah, go on. <laughs> go on, go on. 
and five. <laughs> how old were you in 2005? No, being dead serious, how old were you? Like <laughs> Six, okay, so... <laughs> 2011. Yes. Thank you. Well done. And you knew that? <laughs> yeah. Straight and, away. And I knew that. Can you do a dramatic reading of your favourite Rizzle Kicks chorus? I, you don't have to do that. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to, but... <laughs> That's making me want to make you do it. Oh, Can man. you? Okay, how old were you when you wrote like your first song? Mm, 14... 14? Yeah. Because I was 15. Okay. What was the first song that you wrote? I bet you can guess. Really? Yeah, yeah, let's get down with it. Trumpets. Trumpets. It's not the most complex. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get down with it, down with them. But it was a hit. It's a hit. 15 years old. 15 years old. The people wanted it. It's It's pop. Still our biggest song. Bang. Let's get down with the trumpets. Yeah, yeah. Let's get down with the trumpets. Yeah, yeah. Let's get down with the trumpets. What? Let's, Let's get, get down with the, the down, down with, with the, the what? Oh, beautiful stuff. Brit Awards. Yes. You've not been? Never been. But at school, did they say you could Oh, play? yes, I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, you went yes. To the, you went because... I was in the mosh pit. Uh, which one did you go to? What happened? I went to the year where it was kind of like, kind of a star-studded year. Justin Bieber was there. He ran through the fire with James... <laughs> Bieber? Justin Bieber. Oh, is that Hayley Bieber's husband? Exactly, right, yeah. yeah. Adele. It was the year where Rihanna came out and then Drake came out and they oh. were like winding up their ways. Wait, when you say Adele, which of the Adele? There's two Adele years that come to mind. Yeah, I think she did When There's We someone Were like you. Young. Oh. When We Were Young? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's what she's like. No, she's, and it what was all like someone glittery. Like... No, she didn't sing Someone Like You. I was there. <laughs> okay cool so Adele Drake Justin Bieber Rihanna I think SZA was even there also she was there I can yeah. confirm she was there were you there? no okay if you were to go to Brits and you saw someone on the red carpet and you were like what who would it be who would like just knock you for six who would I be shocked to see or like be like oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. who would like stump you the obvious answer is Beyonce be- obviously sure but who else would be cool to see Beyonce or Rihanna Beyonce. It's better than Rihanna. I didn't say better. You just said Beyonce's better than Rihanna. I didn't. Okay. Who do you think's better, Beyonce or Rihanna? They both have such It's a ridiculous, it's ridiculous to both... it's ridiculous to compare them, yeah. isn't it? I don't know why people ask that question. It's so crazy. It's Rihanna, but carry on. <laughs> do you know, like, I What about you? Who would, who would buzz me? Firstly, I don't idolise anyone. I'm my own person. So Respect. I'd be super cool with my people. One time I <laughs> met Tom York. And I, That's I, cool. I was actually so quiet that I was rude. <laughs> like I, I went beyond what I ever thought was. That it actually was mean. I don't know. How, I don't know why with Tom York. I think because he's like infamously introverted, mm. and he's like this tortured genius. Oh, I, I think saw him in tortured. trunks once. In sorry. In trunks. Yeah, he was swimming in a lake that what? I just swam in. What and- lake? Um, it was like a festival in Amsterdam. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was there with the smile, you know, that other side project he does now. Oh, shit. Yeah, and he was in his trunks. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> great. Yeah, and I was quite shy. I mean, I would have stood there in my trunks, just motionless. That that stumped me. Okay. Um, but other people, nah, not really. I met Will Smith. Well, he was my, he's my real dad. Oh. Yeah, so that was a bit like, why have you, you know... Done this to Why have you not said anything for ages? Okay. Leon Bridges. Mm. You just did the duet with him. I did, yeah. And it's filmed really nicely. 
that was kind of a crazy experience because he's, a, he's pretty seasoned. He's very cool. My story with him is that I'd been a fan of him for a really long time. Yeah. And one time, I think maybe when I was in Brit, somebody paid me thirty pound to do a solo flash mob on their girlfriend for her birthday on the South Bank. Uh, sorry, a what? Solo flash mob. So just so me. people. All no, around- it, actually, it was a duo. It was a duo. Sorry, let me get the stories right. It was a duo flash mob. So it was me and my friend Rosie, and he was like, "If I pay you thirty pound, like, will you just start singing James Morrison on the guitar on to my girlfriend on the South Bank?" <laughs> So I was like, yeah, all right. You, well, you give, give me something. something. She turned around and was like, obviously for three minutes had to stand and watch me sing. And that. then he slipped me 30, 30 quid. And then we went to see Leon Bridges with that money. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We went to see Leon Bridges with that money. And now he's singing lyrics that I wrote about my ex-boyfriend. So life is <laughs> crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's messed up. I actually love stories like that. Yeah. And I appreciated the £30 so deeply and I got to see a really good show. Listen, so, 30 quid is, is actually a decent pay for that. It was a lot back then. Uh, big time. People get paid less on Cameo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, do you know what I mean? It was a lot back then. Big I was birth. chuffed. Oh, man. If you had to duet with anyone at the Brits, seeing as you've already duetted with Leon Bridges, which is pretty high. Yeah. Then like on stage or what do you mean at the Brits? Like, <laughs> What do you mean? What, what else would it be? Do you work with what on drinking? Go back. Who do you want to do shots with? All right, go on then. Who do you want to do shots with at the Brit? Is it Doja Cat? I don't know why. No, who would you duet with performance-wise? And how would you make the performance memorable? Like, listen, you're getting nominated for best album at the Brits, yeah? And they're like, we want you to perform. They give you a budget of a zillion pounds. Go crazy. A zillion pounds. Go crazy. Do you know how much a zillion pounds is? No. Exactly. Find the person, and then what are you doing for the for the set? Best ever set at Brit Awards. Come on. Okay. But you have to decide it in 25 seconds. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's a hologram. Exactly. You started so well. It's a hologram. Of? Of Aretha Franklin. She's playing piano for me. <gasps> what, with AI voice? AI voice. She's playing piano. Oh, God, that's quite creepy. It's me. Yeah. And then... Like my backing band is Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. what? It's Earth, Wind and Fire. And we do like a seven minute long version of one of my songs, unclear which one it is now. Just vibing out. Yeah, and then at the Riffing. end, Pyro. That's a phenomenal answer. You can see it, can't you? I actually really can. I can see it. I'd be creeped out by the Aretha thing, but Earth and Fire would make up But they've got holograms looking really real now. Um, I look forward to the next album, which is covers of Olivia Dean. James Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, with the voice of James Morrison, but the face of Aretha Franklin. Correct. Great. Stay tuned. Olivia Dean, it's been a pleasure. Your album's phenomenal. Thank you for having me. Best of luck. Cheers. Bye. (laughs) You've been listening to The Red Carpet Treatment, brought to you by the Brit Awards with Mastercard. Make sure you follow The Red Carpet Treatment on Apple or Spotify so all the episodes get delivered to your device every week. Coming up next week on The Red Carpet Treatment is James Arthur. We were around at the same time, for sure. We were neighbours, actually. In Kensal? Yeah, in Kensal, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got put in a flat after I won X Factor. Like everyone was going, oh, you know, Jordan lives around here. Everyone. Genuinely, I'd go, look, because there was a Nando's, wasn't there, at the top of the road. Every time I'd go in there, they'd be like, you know, Jordan's down there as well. But we used to like have like little like two minute, we'd bump into each other in the supermarket. Oh. And you'd be, you'd always be lovely and like, you know, how are you blessed and all that. For real? Yeah, man. My ethos in life is to is to treat people as I want to be treated. You're always a lovely lad. So I'm lovely to your face and then I'll chat shit behind your back. Yeah. 
I've always found it weird about you. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done that. No, no, you haven't. 